From Muhlenberg College, this is 2400 Chew. I'm Tammy Katzoff, and in each episode of this podcast, I talk to one Muhlenberg graduate about their current work and the industry in which that work is done. For this episode, I spoke with Dr. Lauren Wiesner, class of 2005, who is the assistant chair of the emergency department at MedStar Washington Hospital Center. I sat down with Dr. Wiesner in her office, just off the hospital's emergency department. And as I do with all of these interviews, I began the conversation by asking how and when she became interested in her occupation. It all really probably started with my first job, which was working as a dental assistant in my dad's dental practice. So I worked there for several years through high school and even a little in college, like on some of the summer breaks. And it was my first opportunity to work with patients and have that patient relationship. Uh, And I really enjoyed that and valued that. So that was kind of the start of it. So I knew I liked healthcare. But when I was at Muhlenberg, I also was very interested in literature, journalism. I was part of the weekly staff and the Muses Literary Magazine. And so it was always kind of two-sided to me on, on which career path to choose. Ultimately, though, there was just always this drawback to medicine. And emergency medicine, though, making that decision took a little bit longer once I was in medical school. And uh, you start with your preclinical years, which are really just book learning the first two years of med school, but they try to sprinkle in a little bit of clinical experience with a doc that you're paired with. Mm-hmm. And I was paired with an ER doctor, uh, and so she was my one of my mentors, and I just, it felt like home. It felt like a good fit, but I then went through all the clinical years, through your third year of medical school, and just got a little flavor of everything, and I kind of liked everything. Like, I went into surgery. It was like, this is awesome. It's really procedural. It's hands-on. But after the fifth gallbladder, I was really a little tired of it. And um, so I I wanted more variety. Same thing, OBGYN, delivering babies. This is amazing. This is really inspirational. But Mm -hmm. after a while, it just grew tiring. And emergency medicine is a little bit of everything, uh, which I really like that variety. I like that I see the a person on their day one all the way until 101 and everything in between. And I think that keeps it interesting and dynamic and keeps me challenged. How and when does one become an associate chair? So when I stayed on with the group, uh, my kind of my sub interest in emergency medicine is emergency preparedness or disaster medicine. So I uh, initially was working on some of the disaster plans for our department and going to meetings at the hospital level to make sure that we're prepared. Uh, And we have a pretty robust program here for that. So it was a great opportunity for me to get involved with that group of people. And that really evolved over time uh, to take on more administrative tasks over the years, going to different meetings, um, working on different projects to improve the department. So eventually that kind of formed into my current role. Who do you work with directly? What team or teams and who, do, who are you interacting with aside from patients possibly? Well, the job is is really twofold. So when I'm working clinically in the ER, you know, your team is is everything. So uh, it's really a team sport in the emergency department. So you're working with ER techs, you're working with the nurses, you have uh, service associates who are making calls and doing some of the filing um, that we need. And so that's the core of who I interact with when I'm working clinically. And then on the administrative side, we have a core group of physicians that lead the emergency department and then several team members who work with us to just move the department forward, really. And it's 
kind of two silos. We have our partners on the nursing side as well. So there's some nursing leadership that we work with pretty much hand in hand. So Now I'm going to guess that you don't have a typical day here. So I'm going to ask you maybe you, if you want to talk about like what your day going forward today will be like or what your day yesterday was like, I want to get a sense of what happens in your life when you're here. Yeah, it's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. So, so yesterday I was working clinically. So I came in for an eight to five shift and I just I saw patients. Uh, so this facility is an academic center. So we have medical students, we have residents. Um, so there's always learners in the department. Yesterday was one of the unique times when I was just working solo by myself with other doctors, of course, in the department too. So it was a little bit of a different change of pace. Mondays are actually our busiest day in the emergency department. So it was a lot of volume. Um, Yeah, people usually think that like a Friday or Saturday night would be the busiest. That may be true for trauma, but for general medical emergencies, Mondays are the hot days. So that was yesterday, and then today is a day just of meetings. So after this, I'll be meeting with some of our EMS partners to talk about some of the offloading of patients and the flow of EMS patients to our hospital. Uh, And then I have an emergency preparedness meeting, uh, committee meeting at the hospital level that I'll be going to after that. So it'll be a pretty short day, but a little break from the clinical side. What are the most rewarding aspects of your job and what are the downsides? (laughs) Or the things that you don't necessarily like about your job? Being an emergency physician, I just think is a real honor. I get to see and be with people on some of their most difficult days and help them through that. And I think that that's really something special. So it's really rewarding to be there in that time of need for people. It's also a very challenging job, which is wonderful. I always feel stimulated and that I'm being pushed to try new things and to develop and, and become better. For that reason, it's also rewarding. It's nice to get up in the morning and come into work. I love being able to teach too, working with the residents and the students and seeing them understand the process of what we're doing and and pick up on things and improve over time is also really rewarding. The downsides to medicine in general is that it is is an all-consuming job for Mm. sure. So um, what I usually tell when I talk to pre-med students is, really have a heart to heart with yourself and say, is this my calling? Is this, can I see myself doing anything else? And if there's that doubt that maybe something else will be just as fulfilling for you, then you should explore that. Mm-hmm. But if at the end of the day, medicine is is really at your heart, then go for it because it is really rewarding. Being that you have been in the healthcare world back since high school, you said when you were working in your dad's office, I imagine you've seen changes. Since you've started, how has the healthcare industry change? What are the big, big areas of change? And then let's talk about the future. What do you see that you and your team are going to have to deal with to keep up with whatever's coming ahead? Good question. It's a (laughs) big question. (laughs) I think there's been, so medicine is always changing and always evolving and growing. Some of the big trends or things that I've noticed. So when I started, we were all on paper, right? We didn't use an electronic medical record. You know, your labs would come up on the computer, but there was a big old whiteboard with all the patients' names and their disposition written on, a, on the wall. And that was what everyone really went off of. And things have really changed with technology in the emergency department and in healthcare in general. Um, and that makes us more connected. Now we have the ability to see medical records much more easily. We can just pull up their whole record at the touch of a button, whereas before that wasn't really available. 
you would have to call to medical records and get the files brought up. And we now are even being able to see records from other facilities that aren't within our network. Technology is a big piece that's always changing and changes kind of how we work on a day-to-day basis. I think in healthcare, another big change that I've seen is that physician assistants and nurse practitioners, uh, those mid-level providers are taking on a bigger role in medicine and filling in more niches. And so how we partner with them has changed and grown. We have a pretty robust physician assistant program here. They're really our colleagues and teammates and work hand in hand with us. So Mm. that's a big area of change. So certainly in the last several years, there was big change with reimbursement and payment with the Affordable Care Act and how insurance works. So I think big pictures looking at healthcare in the future, it's a big question mark on what's going to happen. And I think there's a lot more politics involved in that and how we get paid and that structures, you know, how hospitals and clinics really work. So I'm curious to go along for the ride to see how that pans out. One trend, and I can't say that it's related to any sort of politics, but it's just a trend that we've seen is that there's, we've seen more hospitals close and there's been more of a shift to outpatient care. So less emphasis on bringing patients into the hospital for admission and um, rather trying to do more preventative care and have a good medical home for patients that they can go to the clinics and follow up in that strategy. So there's been quite a bit of growth in more outpatient urgent care centers and being able to go to a minute clinic at CVS and those kinds of uh, access to care is just a very different model than what it was before where it was usually just a private practice physician and then that physician would admit their patient to the hospital. It's growing and changing. So in all of that though, in the whole storm of healthcare, the emergency department is an anchor, I would say. Um, Mm. You know, we're always that front door. We're the safety net. So there are always patients to be seen and, and ways that we can help people. But the network definitely has changed, I would say. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you're particularly nervous about uh, regarding how your job might change? That's a good question. Don't be I, afraid to go negative. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I the current state of affairs is that I never worry that I won't be able to find a job as an emergency physician. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many areas in this country that are starving for more physicians. And and so there's always that ability. I think there is competition, of course, in certain regions, big cities, it's harder to get a, a job. Um, academic centers are a little more difficult to get into. But I think I'm not fearful for job stability. Sure. Um, I do think that the landscape changes as we get different metrics. So expectations from regulatory bodies of, of how we do practice medicine, that are we giving the right medications at the right time and checking all the boxes. We're seeing more of that. So I think that that adds a strain to the practice. I think they're well-intentioned, these metrics, but sometimes um, they're not always that practical. So from that side, you know, I don't know how it's going to change. I think that there's a push to do this value-based pay so that hospitals are getting reimbursed based on um, certain standards of, of outcomes for patients. So we'll see how that kind of changes. So I think the pay model changes, but you don't really go into medicine for the pay. If that's the goal, <laughs> right. go into something else. Right. Yeah. So that's a good segue into my next question. So you, you mentioned that uh, career medicine is all-encompassing, but you did also mention your other interests, especially at Muhlenberg. How or have you been able to kind of fold those other interests or hobbies or passions into your life? You know, that we use that crazy phrase, work-life balance. How, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's always the good question. So the neat thing about emergency medicine is that it's shift based. So you, when you're on, you're on, and when you're off, you're off. So I do have good chunks of free time now mm. that I'm done with training that I can kind of live my life and, and make it what I want it to be. Of course, my sh- schedule's always changing, right? So sometimes I work nights, sometimes I'm on weekends. So that kind of changes the balance a little bit. But for me, it really works. I haven't been able to take my previous interests like journalism and writing and integrate it really into my career formally, but definitely that's a part of my personal life and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to write just for fun and do those kinds of things and have the time to do that and explore it on my own. Nice. So we always end with some guidance for people who might want to do this. So you said you, you obviously talk to pre-med students all the time, but if you could imagine talking to a first-year Muhlenberg College student who's thinking of going the pre-med track Think of doing what you do specifically. What kind of guidance or words of wisdom would you give to that person? Study hard, uh, but don't lose yourself in it. Uh, Take some time to enjoy the ride and enjoy college and don't stress too much about it. You know, even if you think you have a specific goal, you know, life takes you in different paths and, and, you know, kind of be okay with being flexible on that path. You know, I think when I was at Muhlenberg, Studying was important and getting good grades was really important, but also being well-balanced and trying other things out was actually a huge plus for me when I applied into medical school and when I applied to residency. You know, they didn't really want to hear about my bio test scores. They wanted to hear that I worked in a dental office and what that was like. They wanted to hear about my time writing for the weekly and doing the literary magazine and those kinds of activities are different and interesting and make you more balanced as a person and Mm. more balanced as a physician. So don't have tunnel vision going in. Explore all of your interests while you have the time to do it. Wow, that's really interesting. And I would guess that a lot of students would not think that that they would be just buckling down, getting their bio and chem and anything else that, you know, their required courses without thinking about anything else. So I like that. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Just following up on that question, anything that you wish you would have known as a pre-med student that you kind of know now? Ah, that's a great question. It's almost like, do you have regrets? (laughs) Well, sure, I could could phrase it that way. Or or anything that, you know, you feel like could have made your life easier if you would have realized it earlier. I think... What really in my career has made a difference is mentorship and finding people that you have respect for and that you want to model after and reaching out to them um, and taking the time to get to know them and understand how they got to where they are. Having that connection with another person who's doing what you want to do will really get you on the path you want to be on. I'm really grateful along the way for the people in my life who have given me guidance on my career and kind of pushed me in a direction to be where I am today. So seek out mentorship, I would say. This episode of 2400 Shoe was produced by me, Tammy Katzoff, Associate Director of the Muhlenberg College Career Center. It was recorded on location by Paul Kremposky and engineered by Morgan Wolper at the studios of WMUH Allentown, Pennsylvania. Our opening and closing music from Cowboy Bebop is performed by the Muhlenberg College Jazz Big Band.